My name's Adele Onyango and welcome to another episode of Legally Clueless. No, seriously, I have no clue what I'm doing, but I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one. Hey, welcome to the final episode of 2021, episode 146. I am so grateful that you and I have seen this year to its very end. I know it must not have been easy, pandemic, (laughs) life, stress, work, but we made it. Here we are. That's one thing to just sit in for this last week. So before we get into how different the final episodes of the year normally are, if this is your first time listening to this podcast, join our online space on Instagram. We're at Legally Clueless Podcast. There is a link to that page in the show notes in case you want to share a story on this podcast. There's a link to that in the show notes. You'll see a link to a Google form. Just fill it out. I'll get back to you. Also, make sure you check out our YouTube because our second season of the video series is going on strong. Some awesome episodes out so far. In fact, the one that went out on Friday had everything to do with how a second opinion saved a life. So a second opinion from a doctor saved a life. It's a story by Dola. It's one that is definitely one for the books. Make sure you check it out. A link to our YouTube channel is in the show notes, but if you can see it, just search Legally Clueless and you'll see our bright yellow YouTube page. Oh my days, I keep forgetting our Our Facebook page. That's Legally Clueless. There is a link to that in the show notes. For the people who like Facebook, It's not that I don't like you. I genuinely just have always forgotten about our Facebook page. But hey, not today. (laughs) Okay, so in the final episode of the year, what happens is I share a couple of lessons from the year. I think last year I did 12 lessons, if I'm not wrong. I was trying to remember and go back to my notes. But this year I have 13 lessons. So I kind of like split them up into lessons that are related to business, some that are related to healing. And then the final category was body and sex. (laughs) So I think we should start with body and sex. (laughs) I think so, right? right okay so the first one i don't know is this this is somewhere it's not completely in sex it's more like love (laughs) so the first one that i'd love to share with you is about loving and loving intensely and recklessly that's something that i truly did believe in even before this year i i don't think there's a safe way to feel love And I'm not interested in like the safe way of feeling love. But the dimension that was added this year is that I've unlearned the reciprocity that we're made to believe that love needs to have. So if you think about it, even like in relationships, you won't say I love you until that person says or they show this, nah, nah. I'm very happy to have learned this year that my love doesn't need reciprocity. Like it doesn't, it's not dependent on if you love me back or if you feel almost the same percentage of love as mine. No, I think the way to love is recklessly, intensely, and in a way that is not demanding of reciprocity no just love you have my love (laughs) or not whatever but I love you you know what I mean and so that has been surprisingly very freeing 
it's it's a very freeing feeling and I, I really love it. All right, second lesson, still under body and sex, although I don't know if that first one was in that category, but whatever. <laughs> oh, has to do with your body. Oh, so this year I had a really bad eczema flare around September. We'd just come back from the tour and I was like trying to put together our France trip and it was just hectic and a very stressful time. And so I learned quite harshly that in my adult years, my eczema is really triggered, not only by like my diet or perfumes and things like that, but stress. Where <laughs> I still to date have the eczema marks on my back and like on my chest below my boobs. It was an intense flare up. And I remember going through it and at one point being so tempted to wear long sleeves. So tempted to just hide the scars again, which if you've listened to this podcast before is where I came from. I'd always wear long sleeves. I'd always wear stockings because of scars. And some of the scars are eczema scars. So I almost found myself landing back in that space. I remember calling myself out and just being like, excuse me, but you've done so much work to love your body. Are you saying that your body is only lovable when it's as close to society's definition of perfection, i.e. flawless skin? Is that the only time this body's worthy of love or like the self-love does not erase the eczema it doesn't erase the scars from when I got raped it doesn't do that like you have to take your body as it is and love it as it is and it's funny I know this but I had to catch myself from like shrinking back to some form of shame and I think that's very important Okay, lesson number three. Ooh, this has to do with mirrors that I'm loving. There was a point in my life when I wouldn't run away from mirrors, but when I looked in the mirror, I would just be pointing out all the wrong things with my body and just be like, oh man, I wish my boobs were bigger. Or why are my legs so long? This is so strange. I just pick out, pick out, pick out very many things that were wrong with my body. But I started changing that thanks to one of my apps. Which one was it? Fabulous. I think it's the Fabulous app. And one, yes, it was. Because one of the challenges I participated in was for a couple of days, every morning, you look into the mirror and you say like an affirming statement. So I did that one. It went well. And then the next challenge I took was like, you look into the mirror every morning and you find something that you love about yourself. And I really feel like that particular one is the one that changed things for me. Going through it every morning, I was just almost discovering <laughs> my body afresh and just telling it how grateful I am for it carrying me through certain storms and still carrying me through certain storms even now. And yeah, so if there's a mirror near you, that's an exercise that kind of worked for me. I know different things work for different people, but it doesn't hurt to share what worked for you. So, hey, there you go. The next lesson is, ooh, I like this one. <laughs> Don't be scared to find and explore your sexy, especially as women. I think we're conditioned to keep away from that side of us, only bring it out in the dark. Like there's so much shame associated with it for us, as well as your sexy is not yours to explore own. It's for somebody else or some man, you know? And I just, I think I shared something similar to this last year, this lesson, because I really do feel like I'm going through a sexual awakening, especially having gotten to a very healthy point post-sexual trauma. It's just such a wonderful space. But I think what I would love to add on is don't 
be scared to find and explore your sexy yes even if it goes into the world of like your kinks and your wild side toys whatever it is that is some form of a sexual adventure and you're intrigued by it do not be scared to explore that side of you it's a very worthy side it's a very valid side and life just lacks some sort of spice if you keep that side hidden or if you feel ashamed of that side, there's nothing to be ashamed about. So hopefully 2022 will be <laughs> that year for you. <laughs> okay, let's, wow, coming from toys, jump into business. <laughs> Lesson number five, which is under the business banner there's room for intuition and reading energies in business. Every bad deal I've gotten myself into or problematic clients, etc., etc. When I sit down and think about the very beginning of how that partnership started, two things always stand out without fail. Two things. One, the energy was off. Something within me was telling me, uh-uh, uh-uh, just leave this one, leave this one. That's one. And then the second thing is I could spot the genesis of how things ended up going wrong. Because I, I think things don't go wrong, they start wrong. And every time I go to the beginning of those problematic partnerships, I'm like, man, I ignored that. Eee. I had a weird feeling inside me. And so I, I genuinely think in business, there's room for intuition and you reading other people's energies. The next lesson was rejection. Like this year was like brilliant for me business-wise, but also <laughs> there were some <laughs> brilliant rejections <laughs> as well. <laughs> so I think one takeaway for me is trying to learn from rejection and learn from it in terms of if it's possible find out why I was rejected if it had something to do with either what I was pitching how I was pitching it listen to the feedback and try and see if there's something to learn from that feedback or not I think what would happen before is if I got rejected I think I'd just even ghost that company like where <laughs> I don't know you, you don't know me, but there can still be conversation. You can still learn from that rejection. There's still something to gain. The next lesson I learned this year business-wise was not to be rushed into decisions. This is a lesson I've been, and a skill I've been trying to nurture for the last couple of years. Because what normally happens, at least with Kenyan, especially Kenyan agencies, they will reach out to you extremely late try and rush you into signing a contract, make you feel like, hey, 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 the campaign is starting. I don't know when you need to sign. And there was a time many years ago, I would play into that rush. I would feel like if I don't move at their pace, even though I'm feeling a bit skeptical about this, that, and the other, then I'm going to miss this opportunity. It's going to cost me in the long run. Like I tell myself all of these things. But with time, I've come to learn that I don't work well when things are rushed. I don't work well when things are not clearly communicated. And if you're rushing, if you're giving me two days to go over a contract, mm -mm, I feel rushed, you know? And so I now refuse to be rushed. I understand the 
optimal environment that needs to be there for me to be able to feel comfortable to do my business and being rushed just doesn't cut it for me it might work for other people for me it doesn't and I have even this year walked away from certain jobs because they were just too rushed that it was it was very uncomfortable for me Ooh, I like this next uh, lesson prioritize so I've learned this year to really make a list of what's important in my business and what my business can afford to do realistically. I started off 2021 like really, um, I wouldn't say overambitious. I think I was maybe overambitious with my rollout time because the things that I wanted to do with the podcast are not bad ideas. I think I was just like being overambitious about we'll roll it out here and then this and then that and then this and you need to calm down like as you're putting out all of these ideas calm down list them prioritize them and then look at realistically what can my business afford to do right now and what is important for my business to do right now so for example I haven't upgraded upgraded my microphones these ones are not shabby at all but it's because There are other things that the business was putting its money into. So the video series, the tour series, exploring that front, you know, and and that's where bulk of our funds went to. The priority was the new products. So once those get stable, then we can look at the other things. I think sometimes you go into, especially the new year, at least I know I do this with my business. I'm just like, we're going to do this 10 live gigs in the year. No, no, no. (laughs) And, you know, the business's bank account is just looking at you like, are you sure, sis? (laughs) Is this okay? (laughs) So prioritize, man. Next lesson is about community. I think community is quite important. And I think this because of feeling very lonely when I was working in a traditional radio station, just feeling like I didn't belong, etc., etc. Coming into this digital media space and podcasting specifically, I belong to some communities that actually one community that makes me feel safe. And it's a community of African women podcasters. But I've also learned as community is very important it's important to also be very aware of your own individual creative dna so that you don't get lost in clicks as communities expand at least i see the risk of that especially in nairobi nairobi has a weird air where every industry ends up having clicks and it's just so strange because surely at our big age (laughs) You know, and it becomes like a mean girls type of thing, like a high school situation, which is so strange because we're so old. But I feel like there is a nice balance with community where you feel safe and you can ask questions and grow an industry, but also be very wary of not falling into clicks that could cost you your individual creative DNA. And the last business lesson, ooh, came from everything we achieved this year. And this lesson came just a few days ago because a very close person to me gave me a Christmas present, which was a memory card. And I got home. And so he told me, oh, this gift is called a reminder, although that's a working title. (laughs) The poet I am, I'm like, ah, that doesn't sound so poetic. And, you know, 
So I get home and, you know, I put it in my computer and it's different folders. Two of the folders had to do with stuff that either myself or the podcast has achieved, right, this year. So from the tour to going to Paris, there was an advert I did with the EU in January. Just a bunch of stuff that I had gotten done this year. And he said, this is for those moments when you're going through like self-doubt, like, etc etc go back to this memory card and I sat in those feelings later that evening and I think the lesson is to let your dreams run wild as wild as as they possibly can I think that's how I stumbled on doing a podcast tour is to see it being done and and think do you think I can achieve that and just say okay what if what if I could when I was first dreaming of that I didn't have the funds to take this podcast on tour I didn't I didn't. But you just kind of let your dreams just run wild, you know? Let them even get to the point where they scare you. Taking the podcast to France scared me. Taking it to Zimbabwe scared me shitless, you know? And as scary as they were, they came to be. So don't stifle your dreams. Don't limit them. When they're in your head, just let them run wild. Let them scare you shitless. Because even the wildest ones... (laughs) They do come true. The next three lessons are from the healing bracket, which I think I've done a lot of this year. I'm pretty sure I've been told this before, but I think I learned it extremely hard this year that healing is not linear. I've confronted so many emotions stemming from various things I've, well, traumatic things I've gone through in life this year. Emotions, some of which I was trying to avoid. So anger, I've really confronted and felt and and sat in a lot of anger this year. I've sat in a lot of guilt, some rational, some absolutely irrational. I've sat in emptiness, in, in extreme empty, emptiness. I've sat in loneliness this year. And going through those feelings, at first it felt like I was regressing on this healing journey. Like I was not making any progress. Just because when the when the feelings come, it feels like you're regressing. But I realize that you're not. That's part of the healing. Sitting in those feelings and just allowing yourself to feel them as uncomfortable and painful or foreign as those feelings are. That's part of the healing and perhaps even part of the progress. So feel. The next lesson was all about grief. (laughs) Grief has shown me stars this year. Where it's been (laughs) rocky. But I think the main lesson was around traditions that involves them. It could be, you know, you lose someone who you always had breakfast with or you always called them once a day or on particular days, their particular places you would go to, their particular songs the two of you would jump to or phrases or words or scents. <sighs> They're just these things or even traditions that you used to share with this person who's now dead. And I learned or had to confront that these traditions will inevitably have to change. And every time they change, it may feel just as it did when they died. I felt that this year. I felt like life had moved so far, so far from 
when my mom died and it was like confronting that she's really gone different traditions changed some died with her and it's weird that this was the year that i confronted that and i didn't even realize i thought i was confronting it in december but honestly my sick not last therapy session but before last my therapy point my therapist rather pointed it out that this had been popping up since earlier this year it wasn't a december thing every time those traditions had to end or i confronted that oh they had ended or they had changed or they just were dead it felt exactly what i felt during my mom's burial and so i was like hey i thought we were making progress with this grief thing what's what's all this <laughs> It feels like we're just, you know, yeah, we're not moving. But I realized that those feelings are normal and it's inevitable for those traditions to change, to evolve, some to stop. And one, they were good when they were there. And two, of course you can feel pain about that. Of course you're mourning those aspects. It doesn't mean you've regressed. It doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. As I used to say, I feel like I'm broken. I've said that so many times this year because of this. It doesn't mean you're broken. It's a human reaction you're having to a very traumatic thing called death. That has so many layers. So be graceful with yourself. Don't run away from the feelings because you think they are crisis. Just kind of like feel them and navigate through them. The final lesson of this year has everything to do with solitude. Being alone. I think this is something through my 20s I ran away from. It's funny, but not so much because... Most of my relationships overlapped. In fact, I think the longest I've been single is <laughs> not even a year. <laughs> hey, but I, I I did well on the streets for those few months. <laughs> but, you know, we laugh about it. But bruh, <laughs> it's okay to be alone. And so I'm, I'm learning, I'm learning that now at my very big age, I'm glad I'm in a space that honors the individual first. So I'm able to explore this, but I'm learning to be okay in solitude and to understand that it's not a bad thing or something to be scared of. You know, sometimes we're not ready for the demons that may creep out in silence or solitude and you're just like, yee! just keep the noise around me so that I don't have to look really deep and see or confront things that are stressing me. But I've learned that solitude can be quite healing. For me, it births clarity. And I don't even mean clarity on like my next huge life decisions or things like that. I mean, even just in terms of my poetry, there's a clarity that comes with solitude that makes me like hear and see and feel all the poems that I want to write or ideas I have around poetry, you know? I love that. <laughs> the only voice you're hearing is your own and you can hold your thoughts 
So if you're running away from solitude because of whichever demons, it can be healing, it can birth clarity, and every so often I think it's quite necessary. Those are my 13, I hope I counted them well, you know me in numbers. (laughs) They're not 13, let's just ignore that. Those are my 13 lessons of 2021. I hope you've connected with something. If you have thoughts on any, hit me up on our Instagram page. But I, I genuinely want to send you three things that are very important to me and to my space which is grace peace and joy i hope your 2022 is drenched in those three things thank you so much for listening to this podcast this year i truly appreciate you as a gift to begin the new year our legally clueless tour zimbabwe episode goes out on our YouTube channel on the 1st of January 2022. So whenever you're listening to this, either set a reminder or maybe if you're listening afterwards, go and check it out. There is a link to our YouTube channel in the show notes or you could just search Legally Clueless on YouTube. All right. Thank you so much. So let me end this episode here. Happy New Year. That's it for this episode of Legally Clueless. You can share this podcast with your friends. You can keep it for yourself. I'm not judging. Just make sure you're here next week for the next episode.